when someone starts to grow, it doesn't happen to everyone, but some people just kind of lose sight of who they're serving. And so I've always found that smaller accounts really can perform a lot better than bigger accounts. So never look past someone that is small. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Today, we're going to dive into Instagram. Social media is such a juicy topic. It's so front of mind for small business owners. So I'm going to share my biggest tips, tricks, and advice that I've accumulated over the last five years of running social media accounts. Abby and Kat are newer on the scene, but they have been through the unofficial Amy Kiefer Instagram coaching college. So I'm excited for them to be part of this episode as well. They're going to join in with their questions and experience. To give you a little bit of a background, I've had my personal account, Ames Kiefer, that I've grown to 41.2,000. I have a part in Expecting and Empowered, which is at nearly 200,000. Herself Podcast, which is right around 18.8,000. And now we're starting Pursuing Her Purpose on Instagram. So I've definitely been around the Instagram block and I'm excited to help others today. Yes, let's start at the beginner level. So we started Pursuing Her Purpose and I'm starting to see my Instagram account as a place that I could grow and leverage to help reach more women. So as a beginner myself, I would just love to hear your tips and tricks for beginners. So the way that I really like to think about it in the beginning is that you need to think of your top three to five messages that you want to share with the world. Oftentimes when people are starting, they want to cover everything under the sun, a variety of topics. And that doesn't usually work well if you're goal is to grow because people don't know what to expect from you. They don't understand what you're an expert in. So if we use you, Kat, as an example, I'd want you to flesh out what your main messages for the world are. I'd want you to develop posts around those. Content creation can be very overwhelming, especially if you have endless subjects that you could cover. So narrowing this down actually really helps you to start to create content. So my advice is to start small. And then once your audience starts to get to know you, you can build out from there. But I would want you to be known for a few specific things. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Even from my perspective, with all the various backgrounds that I have, it would be confusing to someone if they came to my page and I was posting recipes and business advice and about my kids. And, you know, it's just too wide of a subject matter to really be cohesive. 
Yeah, we can love all those things, but to be known for something, like that's something Amy has just... <laughs> I, I was going to say drilled it. You said it yourself. You've drilled it into my mind, but it's really good to be known for something because then you can speak to it in a way that's authentic to you. And we talk a lot about purpose on this podcast. And it's the same thing with these little Instagram squares, making sure that what you're putting into the world, you're feeling aligned with, it's purposeful. And every time you're sharing something, you have some meaning behind it. So dive a little bit more into the details on this specifically. Okay. So Abby and I have had this conversation many, many times, so it's really fun to bring it to you guys. So let's use Abby's pregnancy with Owen as an example. To be frank, it's very easy to get likes and engagement when you're pregnant. That's great. People love to go on that journey with you. They want to be supported by you. They want to encourage you. And they want to know that they're not alone in what they're going through. Because as many of us that have been through pregnancy know, there are challenges. And Abby did a really great job of sharing those. So during this time, she had super high engagement, which means she's getting a lot of likes, comments, shares, and her followership was going up day after day after day. It was awesome. And I was so excited for her. But something that Abby is also really passionate about is talking about marriage and relationships. She loves to talk about growth inside and outside of her marriage. So what happened when she would post a picture of her and Colin and she would have a caption that was specifically about marriage? It would not do as well. It did not get likes. It did not get comments. Not as much. But I reminded her, like, Abby, this is such a part of you. This is one pillar that you want to be known for and something that you're passionate about. So do not stop posting about that because the other things are doing better in this season. Because as we all know, too, the season of pregnancy and then the season of having very small baby is very fleeting. And so if you sink all into that and then that season passes, where are you? So I just like to remind Abby during that season for her, keep the things that you feel passionate about sharing in the squares, even if they're not performing as well, because that is who you want to be known as. So don't let that go away. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I can really see how that's important to kind of narrow it down to three to five, have that holistic approach, but really like when you have it, that framework, you can really show the whole side of you versus just this fleeting part of your life, like pregnancy. And one thing, Amy, that you're really big on is making sure that things match your branding. I have noticed that just working with you for the past few months, that branding is really important for you and especially how that can play into Instagram. So I would love to dive into that. Yes, this is one of my favorite subjects. And the good news is I don't think it's ever been easier to accomplish this. So I use a website called Canva with every single one of my Instagram accounts. If you follow them, you'll see that expecting and empowered herself and pursuing her purpose all have their own signature colors and logos. So even if I had an influencer account like my own personal account, I would absolutely still recommend that you have a signature look and color that you use inside of your story and your feed every single time you're doing a post. So we'll provide examples from pursuing her purpose on our Instagram story so that you guys can see exactly what I mean. 
We created these inside of Canva, but the good news is that there are templates ready to go inside of Canva that you can just change to your colors. So you could type into the search bar in Canva, Instagram story template. And then on the left, there's gonna come up a bunch of options for you. So you can pick one that you really feel drawn to. And the good news is you can change the colors. So you can make yourself a brand kit inside of Canva, which means you would have your primary brand colors and maybe your secondary brand colors. You might even have a logo. You can also create a logo inside of Canva. So this is just a really great opportunity for you to have a signature. What that means is that when people are on Instagram and they come to stories or even they're scrolling the feed, they will be able to recognize when something is coming from you because they should be able to recognize your content. That's going to really help with your engagement and people will seek out to support you because they know that that quote that you posted is coming from you. I like this subject because I'm so bad at it. So it's really fun having Amy go into the details. My Instagram account is pretty new. So if you look back a year and a half ago, you'll see a whole bunch of really random colored squares until Amy very nicely, but very directly was like, hey, Abby, how about I create a Canva for you? Which makes it so much easier. So when you have a quote, you can just pop it in there. It makes it so much easier, obviously giving credit to the person who created the quote in the first place, but it's just so much easier on the eyes. And you aren't starting with square one every time that you want to put something into the world. Okay, so for people who are just starting, and I was here, it can be really intimidating. Those first couple of weeks, couple of months, even couple of years can be really, really intimidating. And progress truly can look like growing by just a few followers a week. So Amy, what's your best advice when it comes to growth on Instagram? Oh, yeah, it's it can be really tough in the beginning. So for most accounts, there are seasons of growth. I've experienced that with every single one of my accounts. Hardly anyone out there is going to have a linear growth line. It's not just this one way, beautiful, like pouring in of new followers. There's peaks, there's valleys, there's sometimes where you're stagnant for a while. I think that happens to most accounts. But my main advice, and it's something that I will die on a hill saying, is that it's all about organic audiences. Even if that means that you are going to grow slowly, if you have an organic audience that really cares about you, that's going to pay dividends compared to anything else. So I will not and have never messed around with what is called fake engagement. This means that people are literally buying likes, they're buying followers, they might do a loop giveaway where a few accounts get together to give away a big prize. And the point for all of them in it is that they're going to gain each other's followers. I don't believe in stuff like that. Yes, it's a very fast way to grow, but those people are following you to get this prize. They are not following you because they are interested in who you are and your content. And so that really is going to impact your engagement in the long run, which means the number of likes and comments that you get compared to the number of followers you have is going to be low. And that's never a good thing because that means you're going to start showing up in less people's feeds. So I would never offer you guys a specific template for growth because I think that that is going to look different for every business person and Instagram account. But I can certainly offer you suggestions that have really worked for my accounts and my businesses. So number one, 
I would say serve the people that are right in front of you. The best thing for any account is going to be personal recommendations. People say you need to follow Amy. She's the realist about working motherhood or whatever it is for you. That is where the magic happens. People tag you. People are telling their friends in real life. People are saying, have you checked this account out? That is what you want. And you're not going to get that if you're continually just on the chase for new followers. You really have to make sure you're showing up for the people that are right in front of you and making them adoring fans that are going to want to shout you from the rooftops. Number two is make real connections. So I have so many friends across Instagram, and it's a lot of symbiotic relationships, which means that it's mutually beneficial. If I have someone that I adore, I will absolutely share them with my community, no strings attached. And I believe what you give is what you get. So I think that it has always come back. If you're open to sharing other women, men, businesses that you like, you're going to find that people are probably more willing to also share you. So I would go out there. I would make genuine connections. I honestly would do it no strings attached because I feel like if you're engaging with someone and automatically asking that they share you too, there's just not this relationship that's built. So build the relationship behind the scenes, especially before an ask. Number three, and I think that everyone listening has heard this a thousand times before, but you really have to be consistent. And I would say, especially in the beginning. So you have to keep showing up whether your last post got 10 likes or 100. When I was growing my first account, my Ames Kiefer personal account, I took everything way too personally. So I wanted to call that out. So if I posted something and it didn't perform well, I would honestly have thoughts, oh my gosh, that was so stupid. I shouldn't have posted that. But after years of doing this, I can tell you that you have to become much, much more resilient than that. Not everything you do is going to be a home run. It's not a home run for anyone every single time. So know that it is common, I would say, that you're going to be hard on yourself at first, especially if you think you've created something that people are really going to connect with. And then there's crickets in the comment section. We have all been there. You have to keep going. You can learn small lessons along the way from that, but just know that that happens on Instagram. You have to keep showing up. Number four, showing up in stories is such an incredible way for your audience to get to know you. I love stories because they're a lot less informal. So a lot of times you're able to show off your personality and it can be the smallest of things that get the most replies. So I have this storyline in my personal account that's about how I lose my AirPods. And even though I've shared it 200 times before, people connect with it because there's other AirPod losers out there like me, or there's people that just think it's really funny because they're like, this girl is nuts. So they'll start to get a kick out of those things that they can relate to. So I would really think about, even if it's a business account, I would think, how can I relate to people on a personal level? How can I be myself? Because I know that there's other people out there that are going to relate to me. Yes, so much in that answer. And I know it comes so easy for you. It feels 
you know, you're very intuitive with your communities, but all of this is brand new to me. I actually just want to circle back to what you were talking about before with buying followers and having fake engagement. Cause I feel like that sounds so juicy to some people to like rapidly grow, have that quick jolt. And you mentioned that you'll stop showing up in people's feeds because it affects engagement. But can that also affect if you wanted to have brand deals or sponsorships? Yeah, the smart brands are definitely checking out your following and your engagement rates. So there's multiple different websites that you can look up your favorite influencers. One is called socialblade.com. You can put anyone's Instagram handle in and you can get a grade on their engagement. There's also other accounts where you can look and see what grade that the website would give the person's followers. So say if you have a lot of bots following you, which means they're not real accounts, they're just accounts that are made to follow people, they can also tell. So it would grade you A through F, the amount of real people that are following your account. So it gets really crazy. I often talk to my friend Casey about this. It is almost like high school where you have this people want to have these high numbers. I told her a follower account doesn't even impress me anymore. I truly am not impressed by the number that's behind anyone's name unless I can take a peek into their account and I can see that they care about their audience. The audience cares about them. The audience cares about what they're doing. I need to see that there's real humans making connections for me to respect a size of an account. Yes, that's so true. And I've just heard it from podcasts that I've listened to and blog posts that I've read about how micro influencers, people who have a smaller account with high engagement is so much more valuable to brand partnerships and things like that. They're really having a moment now versus even a few years ago where it was these really big accounts that might not have the engagement, but people were just looking at that one metric. Yeah, I would say because my personal account would be considered, I think, micro. I mean, 41,000 people and brands all the time tell me you perform 10 times better than someone 10 times your size because I've really built this trust with my audience. I don't recommend things that I don't truly believe in. And so they know that from me. Also from Expecting and Empowered, we have an affiliate program and we could tell you the same thing. Some of our very best performers are smaller accounts, even under 10,000 people because they have people following them that really care about them. They relate to them. There's something to be said that smaller accounts, it's still this beautiful relationship with their audience. Whereas when someone starts to grow, it doesn't happen to everyone, but some people just kind of lose sight of who they're serving. And so I've always found that smaller accounts really can perform a lot better than bigger accounts. So never look past someone that is small is a huge advice that I would say. I love that. It's almost like friendships. I would rather have a few close friends who really love and support and cherish me than having tons of friends who don't show up when I need them the most. So back to Instagram, how else can we really serve our audiences? So we have this group that really loves us. How can we then pour into them and serve them? You know, I feel like always having a pulse on what your community wants from you and what they enjoy from you. So I love to think about what makes me different from other accounts in my space. 
mom bloggers or people that Instagram about motherhood, it's a dime a dozen. I mean, it is a very saturated space. So I'm able to answer the question, what makes me different? And I lean into that. I am never posting to post. Now I am always in my feed posting with a purpose. I tell Abby all the time, I'd rather skip a day than put something up there that isn't for a purpose. So I'm always asking myself, how does this serve my audience? It's really funny because I tell Abby, it's always the journey story. So people really like to hear the places that you have stumbled, the places that you are working on. They don't want you to make yourself look like the prom queen every day. They don't relate to that. They much more relate. I just had a post about Drew and I, my husband and I, and some parenting struggles that we're going through. And people, it was an outpouring because people aren't talking about that. They're not showing up on Instagram saying, here in my marriage, this is what I'm struggling with. But Drew and I both feel very comfortable because we work through most of the problem before we share. So we're not sharing in the middle. We're not trying to make my followers take sides. We are sharing when we have come to a good place. And then another thing I like to do is I brought two of my friends from Decoding Couples on and they are therapists. So I know that I'm giving really sound advice. It's not just my personal thoughts or opinions on marriage. I'm bringing these therapists on to show that there's good reasons that we're giving you guys this advice. This is what they see in practice. This is studied. So that's how I like to look at it. Think about what makes you different and lean into that really hard. Okay, Amy, there's a lot that goes into Instagram, but you have mentioned a couple of things here about being known for something and having purpose in every square that you post. So what are you known for and what do you want to bring to your audience over and over again? So I would say before authenticity got popular, I was already doing it because that's just who I am at my core. I've always been a very honest person that probably tells too much. So that was really easy for me. So I would say, make sure that you feel aligned with yourself. Who I show up as on Instagram is who I am. And so for me, the thing that makes me stand out is that I am very honest about things like marriage. I don't see that hardly at all. We see a lot of highlight reels and I would rather connect to what is going on in my marriage, how we are working on it and give great resources so that I can take my followers with us on that journey. I'm very honest about motherhood and that's been a journey for me. So now I understand that I can share the tough parts of motherhood and that doesn't make me a bad mom to share the behind the scenes of what it really looks like to have three little energetic boys and then I also love to, and this one is much more new for me, I love to talk about working motherhood. So before I was like, oh, I don't want stay-at-home moms to think that I can't serve them. But then now I'm like, Amy, you are a working mom through and through. You love your career. People need examples of that. And when we look at the statistics, I mean, about 90% of women that are mothers work. So there's a huge audience for me to serve. And I had to step into that and not be worried that a few stay-at-home moms might not be able to relate as well as they used to to me. 
Yes. Oh, and I can feel all of those things as someone who's followed you for a really long time about how you really show up and just knowing you in real life, you are that exact same person. So I love that quick check-in. Who are you first before you present yourself to the world? We've been talking about stories too, as a way to show up as your real self and a way to be authentic. So you have helped me so much in the Amy Kiefer Instagram coaching school, (laughs) but you've helped me so much in just talking about little tips and tricks that you can do in your stories that I had never thought of before. So I would love if you could share with our audience, what are some of those easy tips and tricks that could be a very life-changing experience for their viewers? Yeah, I love Instagram stories. It's actually the place that I show up in the most versus posts in your feed. So I am in my Instagram stories every single day. Okay, I know it can be intimidating when you're first starting because you're like, what do I have to say? Or like, why do people care? But the truth is people just really like to see what other people are doing. So first of all, when you open your camera, I always teach people clean the front of it. It's just with the clothes you have, just scrub the front camera and then scrub the selfie mode camera to make sure that you're not giving this super fuzzy picture. That's a super easy way that it's just more crisp and people like things that are more crisp. I also always use natural light whenever I can. So I'm going to do my Instagram story in front of a big natural light window rather than being in a room that doesn't have any natural light. It just makes you look better. It's a nicer visual for the person to look at. I love to think about my background. So a lot of the times I won't have a bunch of clutter behind me because it's just very distracting for the person that's watching the story. So those are just really simple things that you can do to elevate your Instagram story. Now, when I'm thinking about actual content that goes into it, I think the most engaging stories are ones that have a mix of things. So I know when I'm going into Instagram stories, if someone has 20 videos in a row where they are talking, there's no way that I'm going to make it through that. I just click right through or skip to the next story. So I like personally to keep my talking to four slides, which Instagram is really helpful because it cuts you off after four slides. So that's just a really great check-in. I also wouldn't be afraid to redo a story. So like sometimes I will film and it'll take three 15 second increments. And I'm like, I really could have said that in two. I'll go ahead and do it over because I just think it's really nice to have a succinct message when you can. Keep in mind that for most of our target audiences, they are going to be really busy. So making it shorter pays dividends for everyone. I also love to use Instagram's native features. What does that mean? When you go into your Instagram story and you swipe up, you'll be able to have a lot of different options, such as there's a poll, there's a quiz. If you have 10,000 followers, you can link something, you can share your location. So using those really helps you to show up in more people's stories. And it also allows you to get your to know your audience a lot better. So sometimes I'll put something as simple as when your laundry is overflowing, does it throw you off your game too? And that can be a yes, no. And you can really get to know people because sometimes I'm like, I think people are really going to side with me and they don't. And so I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's another perspective for me to think about. If you ask a question, 
with a question box and you ask for their recommendations, make sure that you care what they say. I don't believe in engagement that's what's your favorite color because I don't care honestly what their favorite color is but if I ask them a question about what they struggle with in their marriage I truly care about their answer because I can create content with the help of experts that serves that make engagement what do you care that your audience answers and really care about it? Show that to them. Like if someone gave you a great suggestion, share that you use that suggestion. Things like that go a long way. So when I'm thinking about an Instagram story, especially for my businesses, I really think about, okay, I want to add some quotes. I want to add some statistics. Now, remember in the very beginning of the conversation, when we talked about Canva backgrounds, that's when you would use them. So Instead of having a quote on a random background, I will pull my Canva background, put the quote on that so it looks super nice. So I'm doing statistics, I'm doing quotes, then I might go into three talking videos about something, then I might share an article that I think people would really find interesting. So you see how you can make your story be very dynamic so that it is really engaging for your audience. So I left corporate America in April. So it hasn't been very long since I left. And I know that I would always catch up on Instagram stories over my lunch break or if I had a quick couple of minutes between meetings. But I never listened with the sound on because there was obviously people in cubicles all around me. So what are the recommendations as far as sound in stories and what you're supposed to say versus what you're supposed to write? Yeah, so that's a great question. And this is well studied. About 70% of people listen to stories with sound off. So if you are not adding closed captions or at least typing what that story is about, you are missing out. People will leave your story because they just see a talking head and they have no idea what you're doing. So for a lot of us, when you go to stories and you record a video and then you swipe up, there is a new feature and it's closed captions. So Instagram is going to go ahead and transcribe your audio so that people that either have their sound off or their hard of hearing can listen to what you are saying and be engaged with your story. So I believe there is absolutely zero reason not to use that feature because we know that people are not listening with their sound off. I use it every single time closed caption. If I don't, I'll at least type what the story is about so that every single person can follow along. Okay, you guys, this has been so fun. As you can probably tell from my voice, I love Instagram. I love sharing my tips and tricks. And I know I can relate to you guys. If you are in the very beginning of starting your Instagram journey, it can feel like a really long road, but keep showing up, keep being yourself, keep serving content that only you can. And I know that people are going to find you. So if you enjoyed this episode, we would be so honored if you shared it with your corner of Instagram so that we could keep growing ours. Tag us at pursuing her purpose so that we're able to see it. <laughs>